Alright everybody, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me, giving me a lot of support for signing the People in Tech podcast, and I want to really first say thank you for supporting me, but this Anchor platform has been amazing and been changing my life, getting me connected with some people in this industry that I never thought I would actually get to not only have conversations with, but learn from. And I know some of you who are tuning in are asking, Caleb, how'd you start a podcast? You know, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? Well, keep it simple. The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. And we Ridiculously easy to use. My very first episode I did for my iPhone 6 Plus. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too. So you can get paid to do your own podcast. Hop on the Anchor platform so we can collaborate and build this community up. You know, one thing I love most about Anchor is that they're constantly being innovative, you know, allowing podcasts to leverage music, get sponsorship, get paid, and ultimately, be the best content creator you can be. So if you've always wanted to start your podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Have you ever Are you listening? You're listening to the People in Tech podcast, a technology show that's made for the people. Join the conversation with your host, Caleb King. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the biggest announcements from Google's I.O. event this past week. Now, we got a lot of great feedback from our last episode, the Facebook F8 event, going over the top things you needed to know walking away from that conference. And we're going to do the same thing for Google. And I'm actually really excited because Google came out with some phenomenal technology announcements. I'm talking about Android P, talking about Duplex, the new Google Assistant voices, a lot of great stuff they came out with. I might actually start considering to make the switch. I don't know yet, guys. But we have another great episode ahead. We're going to be going over all the big announcements. This is one you don't want to miss. Let's get into it. Nowadays, people tend to look over the real art of DJing. 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 It's more than standing on top of the DJ booth with your hands up. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about scratching. This is what keeps me passionate about DJ. DJ. Rhythm, you have it or you don't, you don't, you don't. Rhythm, 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 you have it or you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't.
Thank you, DJ Side Hustle, for switching up the beat, keeping it urban, keeping it hip, and giving the people what they want. All right, day one listeners. Uh, again, like always, if you are new to the show, thank you for joining the conversation. And all we ask is make sure to subscribe, five star, and leave a review on whatever platform it is you're listening to us on. Now, I'm going to keep today's episode very similar to last week's episode, where I just go over the key events. And before I even go into the first event, I thought this was so funny. The CEO of Google, Sundar, I believe that's how he pronounced his name, he went up on stage and he made a statement pretty much saying that all tech companies are responsible for the tools that they create. And it is up to them to ensure that these tools are used in the proper manner, the proper form, and not to be used in any evil conjectures if possible. And I really felt that was a jab toward Facebook because Zuckerberg and the whole Cambridge Analytica incident, that was all stemmed because a lot of people feel Facebook is like, we just want to connect people uh, around the world. And now it's like, well, you have a data breach. You have to take ownership of that. And now they are, but Google wanted to make it very clear that, hey, we understand that this is a problem and anything we build and create, it can influence uh, the next generation to come. So I just thought that was funny how that was his first statement. Uh, but let's get into it. The first big announcement that you need to know from the event was Android P was announced. Now, Android P is a, another version of Android. And I can't really keep up with the versions of Android because they were by a letter. So I know Android L was a previous one, I believe, and now Android P is a one that's coming out this summer. And what's cool about Android P, it has this concept of a dashboard. So it's going to be very different compared to previous versions of the Google OS that most Android users might be familiar with. Uh, and it's going to have iPhone X like gestures. Uh, another thing that I thought was very interesting about Android P is the dashboard that they're going to provide to you now gives you the ability to set and control the amount of time you spend on certain applications. So me, for example, I am an Instagram addict. I check Instagram for no reason sometimes. I don't even know why. I think it's my go-to app just because it's my go-to app. And with this Android P dashboard, you can set limits and you can get notifications on how many times you unlocked your phone and how many times you checked this app. And really just start analyzing how much you're actually on the phone. And I think the reason they did this, and I'm going to do an episode in the near future about smartphone addiction, but I think Google has made it very aware that they are trying to get people to realize that you do not need to be checking your phone all the time. And I think educating people with the statistics, saying you've unlocked your phone a hundred times in the last hour, you've gone into this app and spent X hours uh, I think that type of data will make people realize, like, holy crap, I need to scale it back. And I compare it to when Fitbit came out. Not a lot of people were trying to hit 10,000 steps until 10,000 steps became a thing when Fitbit was like, that would be great to hit that every day if you could. So Android P was announced. It's going to be coming out later on this summer. For all the Android people out there, I hope you're happy because it's another version. It looks like they're trying to go more to the iPhone 10 type gesture, so it all in all looks pretty solid to me. So another announcement made at the event was the new Google Assistant voices that are going to be available. 
so for anybody who uses Google Assistant, it's very similar to Alexa and Siri, but it's the Google version of it. And for the longest time, a lot of users are complaining, you know, like, I want more voice variety. So users will get a chance to pick up to six additional voices, all natural sounding voices. Uh, and I've actually heard rumors that there's going to be a potential John Legend voice coming up later on this year. Um, so yeah, ultimately, um, more voices for you to pick from. I believe the original voice for Google is called Holly. So a lot of people will call it a voice Holly, like uh, um, like I have Sharon on the podcast. Google has Holly. And now they're like, hey, if you want to talk to Rachel and Ashley and Dan and Bill and all these other voices from all over the world, those are going to be at your disposal in the near future. Now, for anybody who knows me personally, my favorite number is three. And because my favorite number is three, I'm going to tell you perhaps the most jaw-dropping moment at the keynote is when the CEO of Google played a recording of a Google Assistant calling a hair salon and making an appointment and a conversation that was legitimately sounded like two humans talking to each other. There was no hint of a robotic voice or that a salon employee recognized they were talking to an AI. That is amazing. Like, for the longest time, we've all wanted a virtual slash personal assistant. When Siri came out, I was like, cool, this is a step in the right direction. I can just start talking to my phone to do things. Now, in my personal opinion, when the Apple AirPods came out, I really thought that was them saying, hey, we not only have wireless headphones, but you're going to have Siri in your ear. And I thought to myself when I heard that, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have an assistant in my ear. I'm going to be like, hey, uh, call my barber and tell him I'm going to come in at 10 and I want to fade in the back. Or, hey, call my personal trainer and let him know I'm going to be late. Or, hey, call my mom and let, or actually send my mom a text and let her know I'm on my way right now. And I wanted to have a conversation. I wanted Siri to be able to come back to me and be like, oh, of course. Oh, did you think about Mother's Day? Like, did you make sure to get her flowers? Should I order you some flowers? Or, hey, did you remember to wear your gym clothes or bring your gym clothes to the gym? Or whatever the case is, I wanted more of a conversation. And we never got that. Day one listeners, I am telling you, Google, if you haven't seen it, that is the one thing I would say go in YouTube or Go online and look up a video of the Google, it's called Google Duplex, but it is the Google Assistant literally having conversations, and you can't even tell it's an AI. It's really freaky, but it's also really cool. Uh, In terms of, like, Judgment Day and Terminator status, it's probably a step closer to that, I'm not going to lie, but uh, for the time being, it's something I feel like we've all been waiting for. And Google finally delivered. So again, probably the most jaw-dropping moment throughout the whole event. But I personally am really excited about Google Duplex. Because not only is it setting the standard, but now the other companies, they have to catch up. So I'm really excited about this one. This is probably the, the one thing I take away from the whole event where I'm like, wow, that was amazing. Okay. Now, when they announced Google Duplex, it was all about the Assistant. Then they came out with the Smart Displays with Google Assistant. Now, 
for anybody who, who's not aware, so Amazon really got popular with the smart displays, where it's ultimately like Alexa built in, but it also has like a digital picture. Or it has like weather, but ultimately it's like a, a smart display, it's a digital display with an assistant built in. Now, in my opinion, Google has the best assistant. And the fact that it's even better with this Google Duplex and it's like natural sounding voice AI with the whole idea to like, oh, hey, we're also going to be shipping out smart displays uh, in July. I think Amazon's going to have some real competition because. The whole idea of a smart display is, hey, show me a video of this or show me a picture or, you know, hey, go in my Google Photos and pull up that one picture I want to show my friend right now, like all on a display. So, again, I think this is just another way Google trying to leverage what they're really good at, which is their voice assistant, but now try and put it in other devices and pieces of technology. And I think it's actually a really good move. Unfortunately for me, I'm still Team Apple, Team Facebook, and I'm probably not going to buy any of these Google products. But the one product I do use is Gmail. And Gmail actually came out with some upgrades. That was like one thing I felt, maybe, I don't want to say it's been lacking, but I, I really do feel email is, you know, it started the whole internet boom, but really hasn't gotten the treatment it really deserves because. We still send emails, we still communicate, and it's, I won't say it's archaic, but it is slower compared to chat tools and other tools out there. But one thing I will say, Google made an announcement where they have uh, artificial intelligence built in, again, AI, into, uh, it's, it's known as Smart Compose. So the idea behind it is if you go into your Gmail account, you are composing a new email, it will actually give you suggestions of what you should be saying based off uh, previous conversation utilizing AI technology. So it's not going to be replying back to emails for you automatically. Well, at least not yet. <laughs> but starting off, the idea is, hey, um, it's kind of like when you, when you have a text and somebody says, meet you there in five, and then you get the automatic, okay, cool, or sounds good, or on my way. It reads a conversation and knows how to reply. They're just building that into Gmail now. Again, something I feel like is a little overdue, but I'm happy they do it. Gmail is one of the most popular email clients out there, and it's just nice to hear that they're actually paying attention to, I don't call it a legacy product, but one of their most used products out there. Oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I lied. There's another, there's two apps that Google does that I really, really enjoy using. Now, before I even jump into it, for those of you who don't know, Facebook earlier this year, they launched an app called Local. And Local is supposed to be a competitor to Yelp and Foursquare. And the idea behind it is using your Facebook network, you should be able to find events and restaurants and reviews for places nearby where you have a better idea and you can have a variety of options to select from, to filter by. So again, a competitor to Yelp and Foursquare. One thing that Google announced at their event, they are making Google Maps way more social. They want people to use Google Maps in place of Yelp and Foursquare. They are 100% going after Yelp. 
And I am not the biggest fan of Yelp, not because of what the company does. I just honestly get overwhelmed when I go to the site. And sometimes I always ask, well, I always ask the question, how do you become a top uh, restaurant on Yelp? How do you get on the first page on Yelp? And I know they have some business model that works in everybody's favor, but I just never understood it. But I've actually started using Google reviews more so than Yelp reviews. Because I do believe people, when they do reviews on Yelp, you have to go out of your way. You have to sign up for an account. You have to either be in a phenomenal mood and leave a review or be, like most people, in a terrible mood and leave a horrific review. And I think Google is now looking at this market as an area where there's probably been a little bit uh, lack of innovation, to say the least, as Yelp has pretty much been dominating. And Foursquare was cool for the longest time, but uh, outside of those two, there's been a few hit or miss apps. But I think Google is really looking at it like, hey, we have the data. A lot of people use Maps and a Google uh, top restaurants anyways. Just because it's Google, you can start directing that traffic to their Maps app than somebody going to the Yelp app and looking for reviews. So this is going to be a really interesting uh, update for Google, and I wonder how it's going to affect Yelp moving forward. Uh, again, like this is not going to be something where Yelp is just going to go out of business the next day, mainly because Google's like, hey, we're making ourselves social. But it is another big player in an industry that I will still say is somewhat untapped and being Google, I think they're just trying to come in and be as innovative as possible to really get any advantage. So I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, I, I have Google Maps on my phone and I have Apple Maps. I, I really just use whichever one comes up. I'm not too picky about it anymore. But I think next time I'm going out to pick some food up or to find a restaurant, I might give this a shot. Uh, another, well, it's kind of one and the same, but it's it's a different part of it. So Google Maps is going to be way more social. Google Maps is also implementing augmented reality. Now, what does that mean? Why do I care? What does that even do for me, Caleb? All good questions. Now, one of the struggles when you use Google Maps, and I'm talking about when you're on the street level. So let's say you're in a big city. Let's say you're visiting New York City, and you're like, hey, I know how to read a map, but actually walking it is a little bit different. And the map from a high level is a little confusing compared to actually walking the route. Well, with augmented reality paired with artificial intelligence, Google Maps is going to give you a turn-by-turn direction. So it's going to literally look at you. It's going to view what you're seeing. So let's say you have your phone out and you're walking up uh, you know, on Broadway, right? Again, you're in New York City. Let's say you're walking up on Broadway and you want to go to uh, Fifth Avenue. The whole idea is you point your phone and you're going to get uh, data fed into your phone. Artificial intelligence is going to read that data and it's going to tell you, oh, go right. And it's going to give you like arrows while you actually have your camera pointing out to the world. So I think that's going to be really cool. Augmented reality is just going to make giving directions all the way down to like your street level 
more clear, more concise, easier to interpret. Uh, that's something I've actually struggled with. Is sometimes you're on, you're looking at the map and you're like, I can't, I still can't find the place. I'll give you a perfect example I could have used something like this for. So uh, me and my fiance, we went to Seattle. And we went, when we were in Seattle, we wanted to go to the Pink Door. Now, the Pink Door is one of those famous restaurants on public market, like in the public market area. And it's like an awesome top rated place and you need to have a reservation and all this stuff, right? Well, on a map, it just points you to the public market, which is like the big seafood. And that's where you see a lot of people take their pictures if you haven't been to Seattle. But the pink door is like in this hidden back alleyway. And if it wasn't for my fiance being this extremely smart and good with directions, we probably would have been walking around for a long time until we actually ran into it. Something like augmented reality with directions would allow me to just put up my phone and it would analyze my surroundings and it'd be like, oh, go straight, go right, go up this hill, go across the street or whatever the case is. So again, just making it easier to figure out directions because sometimes places are hard to find looking from a high view, eagle eye map. And now with augmented reality, you can really figure out how to get somewhere from when you leave your house to arriving in the front door of wherever you're going. All right, guys. And then the last few things, they all kind of blend in together, but Again, Google Photos get smarter, and it's because they blended AI with Google Photos. And they've also added some new editing features. Not a lot of things that are like crazy, but some new features. Uh, now you can color, colorize like older photos. Uh, you can change the background color to maybe like black or white. Uh, you can bring focus to something. But yeah, they've implemented artificial intelligence, but then Google Photos giving you a better photo viewing experience. Uh, they also integrated AI in Google News. Now, a lot of people don't use Google News on the web app, but I promise you Google News on the mobile application is a great app to get up-to-date news. And with the AI, same idea. It's going to be tailored to you. It's going to be tailored to your topics. Uh, but it's also the whole point of artificial intelligence is somebody who's going to look for suggestions for you. And here's the difference. For those of you who don't necessarily see the benefit and you're like, hey, Caleb, I have Spotlight or I can pick my topics and then the news is filtered based off my topics. Well, the way AI works and, and anybody who's been on YouTube, they use AI. And again, all Google, right? But let's say you watch a video on YouTube you will get a related video based off what the previous video. But let's say you watch a few different videos and then randomly you watch a video that's not even associated with anything. Well, old technology would be like, oh, he likes this hashtag and this hashtag. He likes hashtag A and hashtag B. Where artificial intelligence, it's going to start putting together, oh, he watched hashtag A and hashtag B. I wonder if he's a millennial. Let's see if we can see if there's anything related to millennial and any common patterns there. Oh, he is a millennial. So artificial intelligence is truly intelligent. It's actually looking at some of the data and coming to some type of conclusion. And with that conclusion, it's going to provide a suggestion for you. 
So again, Google News is going to have artificial intelligence. And the last thing that I thought was really cool that they announced at the event was Google Lens. Google, well, they didn't announce Google Lens. Google Lens has been out. But Google Lens can now copy text from real world into your phone. Here's the example I'm talking about. If you needed to take notes, and you let's say you saw somebody print out this piece of paper, and you're like, oh, I just need a bullet point from that piece of paper, right? Let's say it's a training manual, and it's the top bullet points. And what most people would do, they either take a copy, but let's say in this case, you can't take a copy. Let's say like, oh, I'm sorry, this is the only copy I have. You have to write down the notes. What most people do, get a pen and paper and write down the things they need to know. Google Lens, and they demo this, and I thought it was pretty cool. You can like point your phone, again, at a list, at a menu, and it will take the text, analyze it, and then be like, boom, here's your word. So you'll be able to point your phone camera at text in the real world, say, write down my Wi-Fi password, grab that text, uh, and then paste it into the field on your phone. And your phone will be able to do it. So again, I thought that was pretty cool. But as you can tell, the biggest trend at the Google I.O. event was artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is, I don't want to say up and coming, but I think now we're seeing how it's truly getting established in the tech field. So remember, if these things are being announced at these events, that means artificial intelligence has been in the works for the past five years or so. So overall, I thought it was a really cool event. They announced some really cool products. I really think this is going to be pushing the, the medium for some of these other companies to step their game up and improve their AI and their voice assistant. Because I am like that voice, that Google duplex, guys, was so cool that it almost makes you want to switch. I'm not going to, but it almost makes you want to switch. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know it's a little bit shorter than last week's. Uh, we're going to be doing more episodes like this when key tech events happen um, because we are here for you. We do it for the people. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I got nothing else to say. We are out. Peace.